Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's those quiet experiments we're running to see whether there's real-world use cases for some of this cool tech. Buckle up, kids. It's time for me to relive some of my high school glory days. In my last two years of high school, I played hockey for a team that, under the coaching of Mike McConaughey, had become one of the very best in the country. I was surrounded by all state and national team players, though I was not one myself. In fact, I was by far the worst player. Only there because the quirks of age groups and goalkeeping meant that I was pretty much the only choice. But them's the breaks. Anyway, in those two years, we never lost a league game and we never lost a cup game. But in each, our perfect run was spoiled by a single tournament loss. In my first year, we went down to Robin Peterson's Alexander Road team in a pre-season warm-up that I'm happy to write off. As I said, I wasn't very good at the time and I hadn't yet expected any better. But towards the end of my second year, All the practice against top quality strikers had improved my own game and I was getting a lot more possessive of that unbeaten record. So it still stings a little to think of that loss to Gray High School 25 years later. I mean, they were greatly assisted by the appalling refereeing of Mr. Trotman. The point is, Gray High School has produced some good hockey players. And as it turns out, they've produced some great entrepreneurs too. Sabelo Sabanda, co-founder of Creditize, is today's guest. And who knows, maybe he's a reason for me to give up my grudge against Gray High School. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. And in case you're out the loop, we're here on a Tuesday because this is the third in my little mini-series of South African-themed bonus episodes, which will run throughout my holiday in August. So I'll be seeing you again on Thursday as normal too. Sabella Sabanda, you are a machine learning engineer and co-founder at Creditize, a fintech that provides explainable deep learning models through APIs to allow lenders to credit score small businesses. You're also a serial entrepreneur. So before we talk about Creditize, let's explore that. What shaped you into the entrepreneur that you are today? Well, I've been very, very fortunate to have been exposed to entrepreneurship from an early age. My dad was in uh, in industry and then my mom was a teacher. Whilst growing up, I was uh, really exposed to a lot of their friends, colleagues, etc. I mean, tech entrepreneurship was something that was very attractive since high school. Only got involved some 10 years later. And yeah, what, what really did shape the experiences was just exposure. I think being around like-minded people makes it just that much easier to get involved. Yeah, as I said, uh, Creditize is not your first business. So although that's the one we're really here to talk about today, what is Tuesday and what was the thinking behind that business? 
So Tuse was a mesh networking solution initially. We were solving the problem of access to connectivity. We realized that uh, mobile network operators uh, didn't have their uh, networks available in some of the most remote areas of the continent. We wanted to solve that. So we built an application that uh, essentially allowed your smartphones or mobile internet devices more specifically, the ability to become nodes in this mesh. So instead of just receivers, they could be transmitters of data packets, essentially create a mesh network through which you can send and receive data packets independently of mobile network operators. And it did remarkably well. I saw you winning the ITU Telcom Award. Uh, what what did that mean for you? And what, what sort of recognition have you seen for that business early on? Yeah, we were incredibly fortunate. Um, so we won that global award and yeah, just uh, raised our profile within the industry. Unfortunately, it wasn't the most lucrative of businesses. Uh, very <laughs> Very, very, uh, you know, labor intensive, capital intensive, but we were lucky. We got into the founder space accelerator in San Francisco, raised some VC from a Draper fund very soon thereafter. And, um, yeah, I mean, we deepened the relationships with the team that we had at Tuesday, who are still actually with us now at Creditize. So we got to meet some really incredible people as a result of having built that business. Yeah, and when we were scheduling this interview, we had to avoid last week because you were in Dublin. What were you doing there? So in Dublin, we're part of the Irish Tech Challenge South Africa. I think Impact Amplifier, the Department of Science and Technology, as well as a Technology and Innovation Agency, TIA, had put together a curated visit to Dublin, very specifically in Ireland, to meet with public and private sector leaders, um, you know, to explore possible collaboration opportunities. So that's, that went, yeah, went swimmingly. I wish we could have stayed a little bit longer to, you know, properly solidify a lot of uh, the things that we began discussing, but incredibly, incredibly fruitful. Yeah, and always nice to arrive in a European heatwave to get the best out of a city like Dublin. And I think that's a, a great way as well to introduce Creditize, which we've mentioned now, but let's maybe take a closer look. You founded that again with Tulisi Volwana. At a high level, what are you bringing to the market? At a very high level, we are bringing an operating system for lenders to the market. Very specifically, we go about it through, well, initially it was an API that collects data, behavioral data, and using uh, explainable machine learning, we're able to then infer credit risk decisions. So, you know, this is based off of tens of thousands of data points. And yeah, we run uh, specific models, actually sort the data first, of course. We provide an explainable sort of decision-making engine. And if we talk about context, what does that sort of microfinance markets landscape look like today? How easy is it, generally speaking, for the sort of thin file borrowers that you're helping and the lenders that you're helping to get finance? In the past, it's, um, it wasn't all that easy, unfortunately. And one very startling statistic that we came across when we we're doing our homework is that over 50% of loan applications get declined at the application stage, either due to uh, being incomplete or failing the FICA requirements before we even get a chance to score that. So we wanted to find ways to make the process as easy as possible. And yeah, that said, those that did proceed through to the scoring stage, especially with their first-time borrowers or small business owners, faced just uh, terribly large odds to you know, qualify for funding. It's uh, near impossible for many folks that we're trying to serve. So we've opened up that market and we look forward to just working with like-minded people. You have to wonder, like, what other industry would you turn away one out of two people queuing outside your door in the morning you know, if you opened your shop? And you sent every second person away carrying your advert under their arm. 
no other business would survive, but often in credit, we see the situation where we're turning away so many of the people that our marketing budget has attracted. So it really is important for borrowers, of course, to have access to the credit they need to grow their businesses. But this is something lenders want as well. And I like that about your messaging on your website, very clearly serving both sides of that market and using behavioral data and machine learning to credit score these micro businesses, these individuals who would otherwise be hard to lend to so-called thin files. I come from a traditional credit bureau background where we would use months or years even of historical loan repayment data to calculate our scores. How are your scores different to that? Yes. So uh, what we found is that very often, especially with the thin file borrowers, that quality of data is is not uh, readily available. So we had to look at uh, different data points. Of course, with the aid of a lot of published academic papers, uh, you'll find that our team is quite strong uh, academically. And I suppose uh, implementation-wise as well, we look at um, these data points that have historically proven to infer really good indicators of one's future credit uh, behavior. So a very practical example, for instance, is GPS data. Found that rating on that is about 0.6. So the behavior and movement of people as far as proximity to place of work is a huge indicator of consistency. And we're looking just for a lot of variables that we can add together that show a consistent sort of habit pattern that then we can infer on a behavioral basis whether or not somebody is able to repay a loan. A lot of that traditional data, the cleanest version of it is, did you pay your loans or not? But we've always been looking for habit indicators, always looking for steady repayments, you know, steady performance to give us that feeling of a yeah, consumer who's predictable. And that never used to really be available. But now we do have all these other data sources to lean on. And it's great to see that we're finding ways to turn that into a loan decision so that consumers don't get caught in that old cycle of you have to have credit to get credit. You mentioned earlier about using APIs to get these scores into the customer's hands. Again, when I was in the space myself, we used to sell software and it used to be in most cases, incredibly complex software. You would have to do a year long implementation, lots of training. You would be selling it to a lender with a team of highly qualified statisticians to operate. But how does it work for a small lender if you are going to provide them with this credit scoring capabilities? What do they need to do? Mm. So initially, we had the assumption that the vast majority of these lenders were already digitized, i.e. they had web applications, mobile applications through which they accepted loan applications. So we found out during our research and actually, you know, uh, conducting interviews with the potential clients that digital transformation is a very recent thing. Brick and mortar operations were pretty much the standard. So our assumption that, you know, we could just provide them with an API that they could plug into a pre-existing solution was uh, a flawed one. And uh, we revisited this and have since created white label solutions, be they web applications or mobile applications. So basically what a potential client does is get in touch with us, let us know what their needs are, and then we customize the solution accordingly. We realize that if and when they need a a solution of this nature, we need to make it as easy as possible for them to adopt it. One of the barriers to entry has in the past been how complicated it was and that something like credit scoring would have to follow so many other steps of digitization, so many projects in the data space to get everything in and stored and cleaned and standardized over the months that it wasn't something you could think of. And now to be able to white label it and and kind of go from day one uh, is a good incentive, I think, to uh, reward companies for making these steps and to show 
these quick uh, returns on investment. You're not talking about three years down the line anymore. So yeah, hopefully it'll be a way as well to kickstart some of this and yeah, digitization of the credit process. It helps everybody. You talked about you know, if somebody wants to work with you, they just reach out and, and get the project going. What's the easiest way for them to do that? Where should they go to talk to you at Credit Eyes? Uh, yes, uh, the easiest way is definitely to go to our website. There, there's a link they can click on. Just uh, you know, they send a brief message their needs. We set up um, a call and uh, ensure that um, you know the, the the type of solution or intervention that we introduce is one that makes sense for the business, and then we get to deploying. We're working very hard to make it as quick as possible and also as easy as uh, as can be. So yeah, the website would be the best place to go. Great, creditize.com. I'll certainly put those in the show notes as well. But before I let you go, we're a, a show that loves credit scores. We're you know, talking often to an audience that loves credit scores. So without giving away too many of your trade secrets here, when you talk about the scores that you're offering, what sort of profile are you doing is that you've talked about SME and individuals you're using alternative data sources but in terms of actual performance and predictiveness how's that going are you seeing that work well are you seeing people respond to it what's the under the hood of the the creditized scores Yes, sure. So I think uh, in the beginning of this business, we realized that we have to put in some real time in order to prove that with potential customers. So we've been at it for just likely over two years and we're able to not only backtest from sourced data, but actually test or run our models on uh, real data. And the results have been quite impressive. I think if I say so myself, we're happy with that confidence of 86%. We do provide then a Boolean result where you know, it's a yay or nay. We realize we don't want to reinvent the wheel with uh, another score that one has to contend with. And our humble assumption is that it's working and uh, working well at that. And what sort of lenders are you working with? Are you working across the board or where you're seeing the most value being generated to lenders where in the market? Oh, yes. So definitely in microfinance here in South Africa, we've been incredibly fortunate to join the uh, Microfinance Association of South Africa and gotten exposure to just so many of these companies that are doing some incredible work, not just in SA, but the rest of the continent. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's above and beyond just lenders, but also collection agencies, also integration specialists, and just the entire ecosystem has kind of welcomed us quite willingly, which is something I didn't expect. We had tried to look at a different segment and yeah, the reception was quite cool there. And um, yeah, so we've been doing well with the, the microfinance industry. 
you know, I've rolled out credit scores in a number of countries around the world. And certainly the approach was the same. And you could certainly recognize what was happening that, you know, the score in the Philippines would be dictated by who's reporting to the Philippine Bureau, what products do they have? How do they report it? What's their regulation like? How is that different to the US? And then are you bringing in a templated solution that you've got to try and fit everything to? Or, you know, and then, then you move to Malaysia, and then you move to Thailand, and it's always different products, always different data. And you've got to spend a lot of time trying to find out how the exact same story is being told in each different market, because it's filtered through the products and the lenders and all sorts of decisions that have been made independent of you to get to you. Whereas with the behavioral data, it feels more natural that actually the sort of behavioral data you can pick up from GPS isn't dependent on how Bank A decided to set up its product. It's not dependent on the way the industry got together 20 years ago and agreed to share a standard data template. It's going more to source. And I think it's got an interesting potential there for future growth where you can perhaps spread those sort of scores. And of course, the context is going to be different and you're going to have to adjust them for other markets. But it does have a lot of interest there for a way of doing credit scoring that is less bound by the borders. And yeah, it'd be very interesting to follow that as you grow and to see how some of these shared behaviors maybe impact risk differently in, in different markets and how you're bringing credit scoring abilities to more parts of the world. Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, one of the things that I'm very, very excited about is that we very intentionally got a, a diverse team. For instance, our CTO, Dr. Michael Chaze, he's from Uganda. So having that insight of how things operate there, etc., firsthand is just an incredible advantage. And we're seeing a lot of correlation between behavioral data in South Africa and elsewhere. So we're just working to validate our assumptions and just running a whole bunch of experiments every day. Yeah, good luck on that. And the team, as you said, it's a, a strong team and you've brought some over from Tuesday. You obviously got a good culture and environment there going. Uh, you obviously get lots of recognition. So it's not just talk, you, you're delivering great products. And I think it's a space that is going to benefit from this for lenders and borrowers and really take out some of that pointless cost that sits in the middle when the system isn't working efficiently. So I always love to hear a good story about a credit score. I also love to hear a good story about innovation to improve access to credit and you're embodying both of those at Credit Eyes. So, Sabello, thank you so much for your time. Cheers. Thank you so much, Brendan, for the opportunity. I sincerely appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed that, please do rate and review on your preferred podcast platform and share widely, including on LinkedIn. And while you're there, send me a connection request. The show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange in Brighton, England, and edited with assistance by Kane Hunter. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find full written transcripts, show notes, and more content at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. And I'll see you again next Thursday. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.